Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. This is the Galilee Life Podcast. I am Mariana, the community manager here at Galilee. Um, so today I have a really exciting guest with me. I have Ellen, and I'm going to let her introduce herself. Um, I'm Ellen Helms. Um, I live on the east coast of the United States in Maryland. Um, we've lived here for about 40 years. I've been married for 41. We just celebrated our, our anniversary on Monday. Uh, I have three adult children. Two live on the west coast and one lives with us, which is really nice. <laughs> <laughs> It was really hard when all three of them were, were out on the West Coast. Um, I've been a Christian all my life. Um, there, was, there was never like, I don't think, like a big aha moment. Um, I grew up in the Army. My father was an Army officer, and we moved quite a bit when I was little. Um, first time we moved, I was six months old. And we went to France for the for my first time, and then back to the States, to Arizona, then back to France, and then New Jersey and Connecticut. And then I moved as an adult to Washington, D.C. Yeah. And that's where I remember before I moved, um, my, father said, <laughs> my father said, now, <clears throat> don't expect to meet anybody down there because the women outnumber the men. And it's like, I, I'm not looking, Dad. <laughs> well, eight months later, I met my husband. Oh, that's so sweet. At a church through the choir. Wow. So you sing yeah. too? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, actually, I sing in two chorales. One at the, um, we live in Annapolis and we uh, attend the chapel at the Naval Academy and I sing in the chorale there, which is just so much fun. I miss it so much. And I also sing with the uh, Queen Anne's Chorale, which is on the Eastern shore of Maryland. Amazing. Um, it, well, it's interesting, Ellen, because I was in Virginia. I was in Falls Church, like the- Oh the yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I moved down to Florida in September, but I remember going up to Maryland. I think they had the Rena Fair Festival. Yes, yes, yes. I went to that once. Loved it. Loved Maryland. It's so beautiful. I miss the yeah. area so much. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really different. I mean, we when we were first married, um, we lived in Alexandria. My uh, Dale had a um, had a condo there. So after we were married, that's you know, I moved in there. And then we, um, our first Rebecca uh, was on her way and uh, I really wanted a house. And so he said, well, let's go look at Annapolis. I thought, why? That's like an hour from DC. You'd have this massive commute. And we had friends out here. And so we came out to look actually at some townhouses and he called our friend and she said, well, I've just taken something out of the oven, like pie or bread. It's like, okay, fine. She's like, come <laughs> on over. It's like, twist my arm. <laughs> and so we went over and it was June and I was like seven months pregnant and it's like hot and they didn't have air conditioning and I would never survive in Florida. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I would never 
it's it's crazy it's crazy every day does feel like a little bit of summer to some variation but yeah. but i miss the snow the fall days yeah. Most of my favorite. I do, yeah well he's from dale is from mississippi, oh, mississippi. and uh we were married in may of 80 and that july um we went his we went down to see his family i thought i was going to die <laughs> Yes, yes, it really does. I I feel tan all the time, which is good, but I think I need to invest in some better sunblock because I can, yeah, yeah, poor skin. So hot, so yeah, sun's so strong. Um, But okay, so I forgot where I was, but um, I have loved creating since forever. And during our second trip in France, we had a woman um, uh, who worked for us in the, in the house. She, was, she cooked for us. And um, the thing with being, my father was a general officer. And the thing with have, being a general officer is with all that responsibility, well, with responsibility come, you know, um, some fringe benefits but also you need to entertain and you know it was really bit anyway we had this wonderful french cook and i was very quiet very shy i was listening to the podcast with vone and yes i was that i would like would want to hide under a desk yeah yeah <laughs> it's like don't look at me don't talk to me leave me alone <laughs> but she would i would watch her knit and her hands would go so fast and I would just sit there and watch and she didn't speak any English. And I was learning very, you know, fundamental French, but I was just so shy that I really didn't talk to her very much. So I just sat there and watched her and I learned how to knit. And it just, I, I took to it like a duck to water. And that was a really long time ago. <laughs> but I still have the first thing I made. Do you? Oh, 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 she has it. I mean, I'm amazed that. You made a hat? Yeah. That doesn't look easy at all. If that's the first thing you made, you must have. Well, what I did, this is the, this is the seam in the back. Yeah. And what I did was make a rectangle and. I, I don't know if I sewed it together or if she did. I probably did because it's kind of messy. But this was um, yarn left over from a sweater that she made my mother. Oh, man. And that's, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So as you're talking, I'm getting, I want to ask you this. Um, it's this sort of sense of time because you, it feels like everything just kind of met you at the right moment like you were right on time for your own story. That's what I've been hearing lately. So how do you think, do you, have you always trusted God with the timing of things or have, have you like, kind of like one have been wanting to rush him or how do you handle the concept of time in the way that God brings things in within that? I'm impatient. Okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I got to know, um, I was really sort of exploring getting to know God more when I was in high school and with my 
very dearest friend, Sue. And she was Catholic. She grew up Catholic. And I went to army chapels. And um, I started to sing in a choir when I was about in, in an army chapel when I was nine, you know, when I was about nine years old. And then my father retired. But the more consist consistent learning about God was through conversations with Sue. Hmm. And um, and I remember praying about certain things, you know, various things, bargaining, you know, I'll do this if you of fix course. somebody. Yes. yes, yes. And, you know, not really knowing... Um, Not really having like a firm knowledge, but being more, um, I don't know, because uh, I really didn't study the Bible when I was in high school. It was more through our, our conversations and um, learning about her faith. And I, I remember, I don't, I, I don't remember what we were talking about, but I remember at one point we were talking about Jesus and I can't remember what specifically. And this was like 19, this is the early seventies. This was probably like 73, 74. We graduated from high school in 74. Hmm. And I remember thinking, saying something like, you know, in all this time, he was here like almost 2000 years ago. And that there's just so much to learn. And it wasn't like any big revelation or anything like that, but we would kind of talk about him <clears throat> as a person and talk about faith. Um, you know, as 14, 15 year olds might do, which, you know, for me, it was just like um, this kind of nebulous idea of Jesus and God. Um, by that time, by the time I was in high school, we were living in Connecticut and my father taught at a prep school there. And this was, you know, he had retired from the army in 65. And then he was doing some other things until he got into teaching. Mm -hmm. And we moved from New Jersey to Connecticut where he was teaching there. And they had this beautiful chapel. I remember walking into the chapel, I was 14 years old thinking, I'm getting married here. <laughs> <laughs> because it was just it was just so beautifully simple um and learning in the chapel was kind of i would say kind of fragmented because it was the there wasn't a steady pastor it was the the teachers um and the students who would who would organize and do the services. Hmm. And they would have like a 15 minute service on Wednesday nights. And I remember going once um, and I'll, I'll admit I went because of a certain boy. It was a boy's school. It was a boy's prep school, okay? <laughs> but my father was leading the service and Maybe my mother said we should go because dad was leading the service. I don't know, but you know, I was 14, 15, whatever. 
and I remember at the end of it, um, I don't remember what he spoke on, but I remember his prayer at the end was help us to fulfill our responsibilities. You know, not asking for something, you know, a thing or anything like that, but help us to fulfill our responsibilities. And that just, well, obviously ever since then, it's just, I don't know, it made an impact on me. Um, my father had a quiet faith. He grew up in the church. We didn't really talk about it much at home, but, um, but anyway, so that was kind of the growing of my faith when, you know, during high school with my friendship and with, with Sue and kind of sporadic with messages from at the chapel, at the, at the school chapel. Looking back at it now, when you first learned to knit, when, you know, you were moving around and then when you um, met your husband and, you know, all these big things, even if they're little, they're, they're huge, obviously now. Um, would you say that God was right on time when he gave you those things, when those things met you? Do you feel that way now or how do you feel about those things now? I don't know about the knitting, but definitely with meeting my husband. Okay. Because I had moved, as I said, I had moved to Washington and um, I was not, I wasn't happy at work. I really hadn't, I was thinking about my roommate who was completely different than than I am. Totally different personality. We only came together because of a mutual friend. Her aunt and uncle went to this church that was walking distance from where we lived. But anyway, so I wasn't really happy with the living situation. I wasn't happy with my job. And I thought, I want to go back to New England. And I thought, okay, wait. And I just, I, I, uh, I just said, Lord, tell me what to do. And most of my prayers are like that. It's just, you know, nothing flamboyant or elaborate. It's just like, tell me what to do. And, or show me what to do. And a couple of weeks later, um, my roommate was helping with a musical that her aunt and uncle were in at this church. And she came home and or came back and said, um, they need somebody to sell to collect tickets. Would you be willing to do that? And I thought, yeah, sure, <laughs> I'll do anything else. <laughs> and so I went to the show and I'm sitting at a table and I'm collecting tickets. And her uncle came back to check on to see how many we had sold. And this guy came with him. Oh. who said hi and I thought hi and that was quite, kind of that <laughs> <laughs> and I, I may be shot for saying this but he had a solo Dale had a solo that night oh okay okay and the, the show was fun I mean I mean I like music and um then that night was over 
my roommate and I went back to our apartment. And later on Saturday, um, her aunt called again and said, would you be willing to do the ticket thing again? I thought, okay. Because I was thinking of going back anyway. Yeah. Lo and behold, I learned later that Dale had suggested, you know, they were saying, oh, we need somebody to collect tickets again. And Dale said, why don't you call Ellen? Huh. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like looking back. Yeah. Yeah. That was a yeah. God thing. Definitely. It was a God thing. It was definitely a God thing because, I mean, I didn't set out. I, I wasn't. When I moved down to Washington, I was. I needed to kind of grow up. Um, I needed to be on my own. And um, I, I did a lot of things kind of without a plan. And um, no, shush. Um, that's my brother. <laughs> One of my brothers texted me. And so there wasn't, you know, I didn't have a really big plan. I wasn't gonna, I wasn't looking for anybody. I wasn't looking to meet anybody. I just kind of wanted to start, but I did want to get into another church choir because I had sung in high school. I had sung in college. Yeah. And so I was going to start, I was going to join this choir that my roommates aunt and uncle were in and lo and behold, somebody else was singing in that choir. <laughs> and I remember the first night I went to the rehearsal, which was okay. So the play, that musical was one weekend. And then um, he called me the next Tuesday at work oh. to ask me out. Hmm. Then that Thursday was the first rehearsal at the, at the church. So I went, I went to that. And the, the, um, director said announced that they had a couple new people me and somebody else and he asked us to introduce ourselves and I just kind of slid down in my chair and, and Dale's over at a table doing something and he sort of chuckled and he said didn't tell you I had to do that did I <laughs> but, just shoot you oh man but so yeah Definitely God had his hand on it. And we went out that Saturday and sang on Sunday and um, didn't go out again for another couple of weeks. And um, then started going out more and more. Yeah. <laughs> and more. Yeah. A year later, we were engaged. Uh, or a year and a half yeah so we met um yeah um yeah definitely god's hand was on that god thing wow yeah this was and so many things kind of along the way yeah it was a god thing so with the knitting um how has god used knitting for you throughout your life so I know you, so you learned it when you were little and now yeah. how has it progressed um, to where you are now 
I've made a lot of things for a lot of people. Um, it's been a way to it's been a stress releaser. Um, and when I was in high school, my friend, this is going to sound so weird. Uh -oh. My, well, no, it's just, it, it's because I remember telling a friend this and she goes, wow, Ellen, you were a wild child. Oh, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. But Sue and I would knit together because she was also uh, also a knitter. She's also the one who taught me to crochet when we were in high school. Wow. We would bring, <laughs> this sounds so dorky. It really does. <laughs> we would bring our knitting to school. Okay, okay. And we would knit like at lunchtime or study halls or something like that and kind of compare things. Um, but we would knit, I mean, I knit, the first sweater I ever made, no, the second sweater. Okay, the first successful sweater I ever made. Um, I think I was 16 or 17. I made it for my one of my brothers. Wow. And, um, but it, it was a way of making presents for people. Um, it was a way to kind of, it could be very prayerful. And um, I knit when I was in, in college, mostly because I needed, I mean, school, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a scholar. I'm not a student. I was so glad when I was out of school because I just, oh. it, it can be hard. It can be, I'm in the process now. Like, oh. it, you know, I like learning things, but when somebody is breathing down your back, and saying, well, you have to learn it this way. It's like, it's a little hard. But I learned things differently. I mean, I was terrible at math in school. But when I was sewing and when I was knitting and I had to calculate like yardages and measurements, it all clicked. Hmm. Um, it all came to, it made sense because anyway okay no I get you applying things to something that you like makes yeah. it easier just something kind of uh, logical um definitely when uh when we were married um when I had children we made the decision I mean when we were engaged that um I would stay home I was not I was going to be a stay-at-home mother Mm -hmm. Um, my mother was home. I had a great childhood. I wanted my children to have a great childhood. Yeah. And we would make what my father, my, I remember my father would say, we never made sacrifices. We made adjustments. Mm -hmm. And, um, home and family were very important to my parents. And, um, so Dale and I made a, you know, our plan and we're not super planners, but that I would be home with children. And I, and I worked up until, well, actually I quit work before I got pregnant with Rebecca, but um, something happened, which that's a whole other story. Um, but going back a bit, I wanted to marry somebody who was a man of faith. 
And, you know, as I said, I didn't go looking for him, mm-hmm. but God provided him at the right time. Yes. And I wanted to raise my children in the faith. We wanted to raise our children in the faith. And so anyway, with the knitting, um, I knit a lot. I knit for myself. I knit for my children um, because it was a way of saving money. We, um, I mean, I use, I won't get into yarn snobbery, but there's a lot of yarn snobbery, which sounds really weird, but there, but there is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Every craft has a thing. Yes, yes, yes. Every, every craft has, has a thing. Um, so I would get, you know, strong yarn, you know, basic acrylic soft stuff to make sweaters and things for my children. Yeah. And um, things for myself. And I sewed a lot. Um, My mother taught me how to sew when I was like 12. It's another thing. I just took to it like a duck to water. Anything, needle and thread, yarn, hooks, needles, any any of that. It just, I love it. Um, So, yeah. So So is that the same reason that you do it now? Now that you have a business, do you want to be able to gift that to people obviously like you know you're selling it but you're making it and you're taking the time and you're putting all this effort into something like is that the reason or has it changed a little bit like tell me about that um well after they all grew up and there's a certain point where children don't don't want to wear handmade things from their mother (laughs) makes sense (laughs) and and there there is there is a um a description of certain people called there are certain people who are knit worthy or crochet worthy who appreciate it mm. and some who don't like why do you spend all the time making this when you can just buy it at the store but it's um so when i stop making things for my children um i had to keep making things yeah because it just, it feeds something inside of me. And it, it's like making things and singing just f- feeds my soul. It's just something, and I love it. And I'm almost never not doing it. Yeah. Um, but I started uh Emily uh my younger middle child younger daughter middle child um had told me about and Vone touched on this and I won't go into detail but she told me about Ravelry and we got on there and at different times and I discovered a group that um made things for the Pine Ridge Reservation in South Dakota. And it is a desperately poor area. I mean, poverty is just, it, it just, it's phenomenal. It's like beyond words. Um, 
alcoholic rate is so high. The suicide rate is high. It's like all the bad things are high and the good things are low. Um, and I sort of have a family connection with Pine Ridge, which is, which is a whole other story. Um, but that fed my need to create. And it also fed the, um, it was a mission. It was a mission to, because I, you know, we're not, um, missionaries where you go to another country or go to another area of our country to help people who are in desperate need. But this fit, this was like God handing me this, serve my children who are desperate, use your gift that I gave you to serve these children. It couldn't have been any better. It couldn't have been. I mean, it's either perfect. You can't be more perfect, but it couldn't have been a better opportunity. And I thought, okay. So with this group, we would all be supporting each other. You know, well, you know, we'd all show pictures of what we made and um, we would be sending things to uh, various areas on the, on the reservation. And um, it was wonderful opportunity. And then I, I learned of different groups um, on Ravelry and my, my own mission was, I mean, there's so many charities that people can knit and crochet for and sew and quilt and that sort of thing. Um, the other group, that spoke to my heart was um, a group that made hat scarves, warm things for a shelter in New York for homeless LGBT youth. Um, you know, teenagers, young adults who had been kicked out of their homes because of their orientation. Yeah. And I thought I couldn't, how could I, I mean, just the idea of making one of my children move out of the house because of an orientation, just, no, you can't do that. Yeah. I couldn't do that. And I mean, I have, you know, I have friends who are gay who had, well, one friend in particular was a friend, of, is a friend of my brother's who was packed up and ready to move out before he came out, when he came out to his parents. I mean, he had his suitcases ready. Mm. He was ready to be tossed out of the house, yeah. but, but he wasn't. Um, but there's so many who are, and it just broke my heart. And these are, it's like the, the reservation and these kids are, people who are kind of forgotten yeah. by the uh, um, by so many people, you know, by so many others. Um, so those are my two, those are my two main groups. Um, wow. And 
when I make things, it's usually they are my they are my priority. And I've recently learned of another group on Instagram um, called Knit the Rainbow, which is also in New York. Mm. Um, so I'll be making things for them. Ellen, I've gotten so much from our conversation. And it's just so beautiful, first of all, to see the hand of God in everything that has been going in your yeah. life that you've it's done, like, even incredible. It's incredibly beautiful. Like you have this history with him now. I love it. And yeah. then I also love the fact that you are lending your arms and your hands to make something for people that are forgotten. Because, you know, most people just, that's not something that they think about, but God placed that in your heart and you're, you're letting it out and you're doing something about it. So it's extremely beautiful. Um, what I would like for you to do now is to close us out in prayer and then you can tell us where to find you. So on Instagram or Facebook or whatever it is. Um, yeah. I didn't even touch on the shop at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's perfectly fine. All right. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for this time with Mariana, just to talk about how you have played such a big role in my life in quiet times and in not so quiet times. Um, and it's been such a vital relationship, Lord, and I, I, I value it so much. I pray, Lord, for that you'll keep showing both of us, all of us who are friends together on, on Galilee Life and on, and on Instagram, showing us how we can serve your people um, in our country and outside our country. But uh, I thank you, Lord, for this friendship with, with you and... I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, Miss Ellen, where can we find you and your beautiful store? And you know what? We didn't even touch on, on the actual store. Yeah, we didn't even talk but about your, the store. But your heart, it's like glowing. Like, that's what's behind your <laughs> store. Like, I'm, I'm about to go check out your store and maybe see a little something. Yeah, I live in Florida, so I don't really need, like, sweaters or hats or anything like that. But no, I don't. that's not what I have in my store. What I have in my store are, um, um, I've made, oh, I have, um, <laughs> I have uh, project bags. I have bags of different sizes. They're mostly the small, like five by eight ones. Um, but I do have, I'm going to be posting the larger sizes again. I also have heating pads um, that I fill with flaxseed. Um, and I have ornaments that have, um, I had some, see, my thing with the shop is, um, it's like a stewardship of, of materials. I was gifted a ton of yarn from someone very close to me who can no longer sew because of a disability. And I was given the, the, the fabric, did I say yarn? I was gifted yarn too, but I have a ton of fabric um, that was given to me with, with no conditions at all. Um, make what you want, just take it, use it. Um, so my thing is, my stewardship really is using 
reusing, repurposing materials so that they don't end up in a landfill and that they aren't wasted. Um, so I've made, I have ornaments that have like spiritual ins inspirational messages on them if you want, if you want. Um, I can't remember what all of them are. Walk in the spirit, God bless you, Jesus, my savior. I think I have six posted. And um, so I have bags, I have the ornaments and I have the heating pads, um, working on more heating pads. I haven't knit or crocheted anything for the shop because they usually do that for the, um, for the charities. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm working on, on more things. Um, I'm actually working on now on, where do I put it? I'm gonna be, I just started this last, last night. I'm gonna be making some patriotic ornaments. So what I do is I have this, oh yeah, that one's not done yet. So I have these little squares, yeah. to, you know, I keep forgetting where the camera is and then I put a bright something in here. Oh, wow. um, so I might have a, an American flag in there. Um, the ornaments are so much fun to make. I just love making stuff. That's, that's basically it. Yeah. That's basically it. Hmm. So yes. Um, the shop is earthwise Emporium. I love the name. I love it. It's well, that, I mean that, I don't know how much time we have, but I was, that came up. I was talking about making a shop with a friend of mine, sweet, wonderful Christian woman who has since um, gone to heaven. And we were talking about the name and she said, well, what about Ellen's Emporium? And I liked the Emporium, but I didn't want my name to be in it. Hmm. And she said, well, okay, so you wanna recycle fabric and you wanna, at that time I was making things to um, replace, um, you know, things that we throw out. I can't, I can't remember. My brain has gone like mush. Um, I want to make re reusable things like dishcloths. Anyway, so, so she said, well, you want to be like earthwise. Now, have you seen a Charlie Brown Christmas? Yes. <laughs> okay. So, you know, that time that when he goes to to Lucy's, the doctor's in table, and yeah. she goes through all these things like, well, do you have blah, 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 phobia? And it goes, well, what's that? Being allergic to cats. No, that's not it. And she goes, well, maybe you're blah, blah, blah. And he goes, well, what's that? And she goes, the fear of everything. And he goes, that's it. And so when, you know, Lynn said Earthwise, I said, that's it. That was my Charlie Brown moment. It's like Earthwise Emporium. It's like, okay, I got the name. Now what do I do? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that, yeah, that's how the name came about. I love it. I love it. People do have such cool stories behind the name. There, there are fun stories. Yes. Yes. There yes. are fun stories, but that's, so everything in my shop um, ninety percent of the fabrics are repurposed. If I need something that I don't have, I will buy it from a small shop, from a small business owner. 
Yes. As much as I, you know, as much as I can. Wow. So it's very intentional the way that you're doing it. It's very intentional. Yeah. It's very, it's, it's intentional. It's, there's a definite purpose to it. Um, I'm trying to be a good steward, you know, with what I have and, um, and supporting other small businesses. Yes. And that is important. And that's another God thing. It's like when I need something, it's like, go in this direction. Yeah. Um, So gently guiding you and you listen that's the beautiful thing like I think Jesus is always smiling at you because you listen it's amazing because I will every so often it's like just just tell me what to do yes now I'm I'm the youngest and I went through my life of people telling me what to do all the time and I got so sick of it Hmm. um but it's like I don't know what to do just show me what to do and I'll ask and I'll say, I, I don't know about what if nothing sells? And he says, just do it. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. And so it's like, I do it because he said to do it. And he's given me the materials to do it with. And I remember talking to Sarah and I talk a lot, talk a lot. Um, Sarah Price and I talk a lot. And it's just like, where are the customers? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it'll, it'll come. It's all a work in progress. It's It's all a work in progress. It's all a work in progress. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Listening to your heart. It's so beautiful. Like, I thank you. Um, thank you for being here with us today. Hopefully we'll have you back soon because I, I love that to would have be you. fun. I would um, love to do that. Yeah. So thanks so much for asking me. Of course. Of course. I'll be asking you again. So, you know, you're looking at play charades again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. All right. Bye bye.